Craft Beer Radio, episode 307, on October 24th, 2014. And welcome, everybody, to Craft Beer Radio, our 307th episode, a prime number episode, so it's special. And to join us, uh, Nick Jones is here with us again. Thank uh, you for joining us, Nick. Thank you for having me. That's why I canceled last time, because I was waiting for the prime. You're, you're, you're a three-timer now, right? Yes. Yes, yes. Yeah. three-timer. I have blossomed. You are, I think, the you, you are the the, the yep. guest we've had the most on the show. I'm so sorry for all of you listening. Yep. <laughs> so the astute <laughs> listeners amongst you know what the uh, the outro music is going to be already. Um, we'll leave it at that for right now. Uh, tonight we're doing a bunch of beers that are imperial stout tea, but we're going to start with the one that's not quite an imperial stout. That sounds like a good plan. I am very curious about this one because we've done ones like this before, and we have not been impressed. So, this is this is Rogue's Voodoo Donut, but this is their pretzel, raspberry, and chocolate ale. Big ol' pink bottle. Now, Voodoo Donut is a store that is in, I believe, Portland, Oregon. It is a like an amazing donut shop and uh, that's where they get the name and I suppose some of the ingredients the ingredients that are used in this style they call donut ale <laughs> <laughs> that's not judged at the GABF yeah, that's, yeah that's, that's, a, not, that's a new one ingredients are Turo Munich C120 chocolate black those are the malts Kiln Coffee and Rogue Farms Dare and Risk Malts. Those are other malts. Wow, okay. Rogue Farm Rebel Hops. Pretzels Raspberry Extract. Extract. Uh, chocolate Pac-Man Yeast and a free-range coastal water. It is... Where's the alcohol on this one? Nick's got the bottle. You see the ABV in the label 31 there? E, 31 IBUs. You don't tell me what the ABV is. Okay, so the aroma on this guy Let's starts see. out with a big chocolate. 5.4% five, five, 5. alcohol by okay. volume. Right now we have it at about 52 degrees. Yeah, it's pretty cold. It is a significant chocolatey aroma. That raspberry is coming through, though. You getting raspberry? Yes. I'm not really noticing. I'm noticing a lot of chocolate. Yeah, I don't. I don't notice any raspberry at all. It's a pink bottle, like all their Voodoo donuts. It has a. I guess it's the Voodoo donut it's, guy. Well, it's a Voodoo doll. Yeah, a Voodoo doll with being the, stuck with a pretzel inside, right in his heart. Actually, that might miss the heart. It'll still hurt a lot. Yeah. If the heart's it, more center. If the doll's attached to you, it'll still hurt. <laughs> I'm getting like a little bit of a... A little bit of like a vanilla scent. Yeah, there's some... There's definitely some... Yeah, like a tinge. Vanilla coming off of this. Mm-hmm. I think that's probably... Probably that's, mostly from the chocolate. Yeah, I was going to say, it's probably just me mistaking for the chocolate. But it well, does smell... Fantastic. The number one flavor in, in chocolate is vanilla. Oh. I'm starting to get the raspberry now that it's warming up a bit more. And I'm coating the edges of my glass to really open up the aroma. 
and I don't know if it's me wanting it, but I almost like feel like I'm smelling like uh, pretzel saltiness or something like that, right? Like maybe there's a bit of a goza going on here. You know, <laughs> well, yeah, that's what I'm like find myself hoping for. I don't see anything about salt. They did, but they did add pretzels, and pretzels is presumably would have salt on them unless they put saltless. So on the flavor, I just moved on to the flavor, and uh, it has a very creamy feel. That's the first thing you notice. The chocolate comes through. The raspberry comes through. Uh, raspberry seems like a raspberry syrup or something like that as opposed to fresh raspberries. And peckish. Almost like artificial raspberry. Yeah, a little... It's not quite medicinal, but it definitely mm-hmm. tastes something less than fresh. Right. Yeah, like if if I didn't know that it was raspberry I was tasting, I'd probably not know what I what it was. Like if you had, you know, like the cherry syrup or a strawberry syrup you put on ice cream, mm-hmm. like a raspberry version of that, right? That's kind of what it almost like. tastes like the raspberry has a kind of char to it. I, I can get that a little bit from it, yeah. Like the raspberries were actually charred because that it has that, and it's probably more from the pretzel, but mm-hmm. that's actually contributing. I think it's it's combining to the raspberry. I'm not tasting any pretzel. Well, I mean, what would you taste, right? Yeah. So I'm trying to figure out what I am. I am tasting components. pretzel. It's it's a little bit of a sourdough. Um, it's it's that char that that we were talking, but it's not really char. It's kind of a sourdough and a little little and and breadiness. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, just just think of if you have a pretzel in your mouth, you, you chew it up, and and just the sort of flavor of a chewed yeah. pretzel. It, there is, and again, this might be me wishing it to be there, but I do feel that there is some saltiness from the pretzel salt in in the beer. It's not a goza by any means of the imagination, no. but there's a little bit of tang there, a little bit of salty zip. Uh, it's kind of like. After the raspberries and before you start getting like some of the roasty malt characters, right? I'm getting something that's a little bit salty. I I don't know if I agree with you because one of the things that that I find about this beer is sort of the problem I've had with all of the voodoo donuts is it really is kind of overtly oversweet. It's it's punching that sweet note, I think, too hard. And it's a little bitterness. From like the sweetness. I mean, I'm not into like super sweet, so yeah. I mean, 31 IBUs. They probably I think didn't I, want to get. I'm sure they didn't want to put much hop flavor into this. I think the next time we do a rogue, a rogue voodoo donut, I think we need the promise we're going to taste it with donuts, because this beer is sweet by itself. But with a really sweet donut, it's going to be the moderating influence, that's, right? That's probably true. Yeah, they recommend it with dessert and donuts. So yeah, well, anything sweet. I mean, we could have it with cheesecake, yeah. right? But I'm It'll just saying, work. when you're eating it with something that's as sweet as, you know, think of a gourmet donut with mm-hmm. raspberries and pretzels on it, right? This is going to be the bitter moderating component of the pairing. Weirdly, yes. <laughs> it's as sweet as it is to us. Yeah, it, it, it's... Um, this is a beer that you... <laughs> As a drinker, it's not very solid. It's it's, it's probably of, my favorite of the three or four that we yeah, have. Yeah, I think it's my favorite of the of, of the voodoo donuts. But it, you know, it's not something that you can just you know savor and enjoy. It's really kind of like uh, 
it's okay. There are good flavors in here, but there's there's that overall sweetness that is pushing it a little bit too hard. And I feel like, yeah, I think Jeff, you're right. If you have it with some food, it'll really it'll help balance it out. Strong dessert. It kind of you know it. It's nothing like it, but it reminds me of the same exact like aroma that you kind of get from the sweet baby Jesus, where it's like a dessert beer. I mean, it's something that you had after a nice dinner, and then you move on to. That whole thing. Because yeah. at first, we, I didn't like the Sweet Baby Jesus. Because mm-hmm. I thought just got that feel from that. But now I, I love it. I'm, I'm a little lukewarm on, on Sweet Baby Jesus, to be honest with you. Duclaw. Uh, it's their chocolate peanut butter porter. Um, and I'm a little lukewarm for the same reason. It it, it has that kind of oversweetness. That's why I didn't like right, that. Yeah. And that's what I, I get that same idea from this. But instead of it being... Peanut butter, it's that like little bit of raspberry tinge to it, rather mm. than in the sweet baby Jesus, you can taste yeah. the peanut butter. But it, it just kind of tastes like it almost says saccharin. It just tastes sweeter than sugar. Hmm. I mean, for me, I wouldn't really call the the raspberries artificial or anything. It does taste like a condensed syrup or something like that, but it doesn't taste. No, I mean, it does taste medicine-y. Yeah. It it you know it doesn't have that quality to it. It's not a cough syrup type flavor it's i think your description of it earlier was good like something you put on top of like a sundae like an ice cream sundae. yeah right. you know in, in a jar or something mm-hmm. in a like jar and yeah. one of those plastic squeeze bottles yeah yeah right well voodoo donut i always wonder also whether the pac-man yeast is the best yeast for this sort of thing we always talk about the Pac-Man use. I think yeah. we just need to accept it and move on. <laughs> well, if Rogue's going to keep using it, I'm going to keep putting, bringing it up. <clears throat> until I, until they make a beer that I think is a 10 mm-hmm. out of 10. And they haven't yet, as far as I can tell. I've had a few things by Rogue, and I've never found anything too extravagant that I've been very memorable. Yeah, I've talked about Rogue before. Rogue. I've talked about it with you, yeah. and I'm just not... I was never really a big fan of their stuff. They have what, that Dead Eye or something like that. Dead where, Guy. Dead Guy, Dead yeah. Guy, yeah. And that, that was my first introduction to them, and it just didn't do anything for me. They always teeter on the edge of like 8 out of 10, and they, and they never... It seems like they promise more than they can deliver. It's almost like the opposite of Stone, where Stone like Stone <laughs> promises and then over-delivers. <laughs> I don't know. I mean... I've had some really good beers, Rogue Double IPA, Imperial Stout. See, I've never had um, those. I'm trying to think of others. I know there's others, but those are the two that I think are some of my favorites. I mean, they're... Um, I used to really like their uh, Chipotle. Yeah, yeah. Double Chocolate Stout's good. Double Chocolate Stout's good, but it's not great. Chocolate Stout's good. Double Chocolate Stout's really good. Well, I don't think so. so. Okay. So, I mean, yeah, there's... I don't know. I'm sure there's others I'm missing right now. I'm I'm not I'm not a rogue hater. I'm sure there's a rogue. Well, I wasn't hating a, on them. Yeah, I'm I sure. Said. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'm calling the beers I get from eight out of ten is not exactly okay. hating on them. Right. I'm calling. I'm giving them sure. bees. Okay. <laughs> I didn't hate. All I said is like it's just they just didn't really fit my. Yeah, they they weren't a beer that I was texting Greg about going. This is the greatest thing ever. I think we liked Orgasmic Yell, didn't we? I think so yeah i think we did okay so 
Next, we're going to not the clown shoes, but we're going to the Revolution. Wirebucker. Right? Wirebucker. Mm. You just spoiled the rest of the show. It's in the notes. <laughs> <laughs> Wirebucker, tiny uh, beer that uh, we've definitely had before. This is their Belgian Imperial Stout. You've had tiny before? Because I have not. I seem to remember having it before. I've at least had it at, at a at a fest. I've not had it, so... It is a Belgian style Imperial had 11.8% alcohol by volume. Only 11.8? Only 11.8. Well, wasn't it the last mouse here we did the barley wine episode? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and then you got me hooked on barley wines for so long. I, I'm still hooked on well, barley. break out the good stuff when our uh, friends I'm, come I love visiting. Barley's. Was this provided to us by... This one... I believe was purchased by okay. me. You're like so, it's a it's a Belgian style imperial stout, and I got a little story about why it's called tiny, and because you know there's like a there's like a strong man on the on the front, right? Mm-hmm. So it's kind of like the the name is just around like this big beer, like who you call him tiny, you know mm-hmm. that kind of thing. So it's, well, yeah, not it's not what, I, what stuff, I figured. Yeah, it's not a great story. But. It's the what is that? The sort of mobster thing where you call yeah. the big guy tiny. Thank you. Although, really, if it was like Goodfellas, and it would you'd call him large because you know <laughs> Johnny two times. <laughs> Gonna go get the papers. Get the papers. <laughs> so this one has it's a, it's a Belgian imperial stout. So they use the Belgian yeast. So they can give it a lot of estuary flavors. And that's what you get. I haven't figured out what I'm smelling yet, but when you smell it, it's this really sweet candy floral thing going on. You notice that a lot more than you notice the roasty style right. part or any kind of booziness. Do they... I wonder if they add candy sugar to it. I don't know. They just they, Their description of it, unfortunately, does not... It leaves much to be desired, but they say uh, Abbey yeast strain is... You know, Essentially, all mm-hmm. that they tell me about it and the alcohol. It smells nice. I'm trying to get into it a little bit to figure out what kind of types of aromas are coming out. Yeah, that's, it, it's a it's a weird one, right? It's it's kind of it's off center, so it's hard to to pick out because you can tell the roasts are there, but there's something on top of it that's reminds me of. So, I was going to say a lollipop, but it's one of those, like, all-day sucker-type lollipops. You know, not like little red fruity ones, but like the white kind of lollipop. You know, that kind of thing. I'm getting, like, a kind of a smell like that. Okay. I'm getting, like, a like a sweet flower. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. Okay, yeah. Like, that That was my initial reaction to I can, it. Was I can see that. Not like a lavender, but something along those lines where it's that nice... Yeah, there's definitely a perfumey sweetness. Yeah, that, that, yeah that was my first... With the roast. It's slightly, you know, I don't, I don't know what goes into a potpourri, but there's something, there's some yeah, flower yeah, yeah. potpourri that, that's coming through in here, but I can't, mm-hmm. I don't know which one. Now I'm starting to smell some of the alcohol volatilization. It's getting a little boozy, mm-hmm. and it actually it's coming across a little bit bourbon-y. I don't, I'm pretty sure this is not barrel-aged, but I got a whiff that kind of reminded me of, you know, the booziness plus some cinnamon, some vanilla, some things like that that made it smell kind of bourbony. Yes, I believe you're right. I think it's it's 
the alcohol is definitely coming out more now, and it does smell like it has kind of a barrel condition type aroma, a little oakiness, a little vanilla. Greg, look, it's a smile. <laughs> <laughs> Nick seeing patterns in his foam. Well, I, 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 if you still had Twitter, you would see the picture I had a, of of a dick and balls in in my foam once. So that was. Exciting. I had a pick, I had I had the six point brewer star in mm-hmm. my film yesterday. So. That's pretty cool. It, yeah. it it went away before I could get a picture of it though. Screw any every barista. <laughs> <laughs> Put patterns in your stuff. But look at this. I got dick and balls in mine. <laughs> well, mine had a nose and everything. <laughs> it was a good smile. Maybe it was anticipating I'm going to like your it. pattern forming. Two, two facilities are amazing. <laughs> <laughs> Like now it's a smile, sort of. Uh, yeah. So I moved on to the flavor. And there's some sweetness there. But really, the the roast comes through. There's a lot of alcohol. It, it's it, pretty hot. The yeah. booziness comes through. It, you get some kind of... Some woodiness. Almost like um, chicory or something like that. Yep. My first... When I just want to taste it, I did not expect it to be like that kind of strong yeah i know i know it's 11 percent, but from the scent i was getting right. it i was expecting it to be a little bit more smoother smoother and then i hit it and i was Whoosh. who are you calling tiny definitely doesn't have the smooth cavity. it actually somewhat reminds me of yeah like you said bourbony or, or mm. even a little more scotch like it almost is a little bit drier than a bourbon it i'm just going off that one thing because it was really it was powerful mm-hmm. the way it, it, mm-hmm. it hit in your mouth and and it did have a considerable woody component to it i'm I'm almost shocked if it's not barrel aged. If that all if that all came from the yeast, then so, that's I mean, impressive. You know, I toured Weyerbacher a bunch of years ago now. Presuming that they haven't changed their operation very much, they get used bourbon barrels and they do the barrel aged beers in it, the blasphemy, the insanity. Um there's another one I'm forgetting, I think. But they use them one time. They use do go through a barrel broker. So when they go from the bourbon distillery they go to Weyerbacher, and Weyerbacher uses them once, and then they go off to Scotland. Um, so the the character we're getting in this beer is not very reminiscent of a one-time-use bourbon barrel, unless it's blended way out. Uh, so I would hesitate to say that this one actually is barrel-aged. I think it's just some of the booziness and some of the, the components from the beer that are giving it this cinnamony, vanilla, chicky, chicory, woodiness, right? Figs. Kind of almost yeah. a cognac like thing. So I going think it's I think it's a faux There's, barrel flavor for yeah. sure. Yeah, those those sort of cinnamon notes. Mm-hmm. Definitely a sipper. There's a lot going on <laughs> here. It you know it shocked the the first sip. It was high alcohol, but that you know. So we came off the voodoo donut where it was like, all right, you know, grab a whole, yeah, you know, swallow this a whole bunch. This is burns on the way yeah. out. This Pretty is more. Powerful. Take a sip, let that sort of ting, you know, mm-hmm. tingle around, and you can... it has a very nice aftertaste. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but very, the, very nice. Yeah, aftertaste. I mean, I'm kind of taking my time now. Got my hand wrapped around the beer to kind of speed its warming, just to see where it comes from it before it's gone. I have probably about two ounces, an ounce and a half left, something like that. Same here. What about that? And so does Nick. Uh, Nick has about an ounce. An ounce and a half. Yeah, I kind of chucked it. <laughs> <laughs> I, I figured I, I was 
Yeah. I, I took the to, other one too slow. You have to practice. Takes practice. Well, no, no, no you guys friend. are moving on to the next beer. See, and I well, had to chug the last well, one. No, so. See, this is this is a beer that there, it's there's more nuance to talk about, right? Mm-hmm. So we can spend more time on it. Where, you know, last week we did pumpkin beers and you mean spice tales. Yeah. Well, yes. yes. <laughs> exactly. Um, I'm sorry. What pumpkin? Exactly. 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 And there was a couple where there's like we got okay. nothing more to say. Yeah. <laughs> We're. I mean, I like. The seasonals because I like spiced ales, but I never tasted pumpkin. They're I mean, always so... dogfish's head pumpkin ale. I really like the ale, but I, I mean, yeah, there was not much to talk about. It was one of our shortest shows in a long time. <laughs> it was like thirty-six really? minutes. Really, <laughs> we did six beers in thirty-six minutes. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, I, I like them. I think they taste delicious, but I mean, like you've said before, like pumpkin is just too soft of like a flavor that it just well, can't. Th- th- the odd thing was that the the number one beer of the night wasn't a beer; it was a cider with pumpkin because we actually it was, it was not pumpkin. spiced. It had just yeah, pumpkin. Yeah, it, was, it was apple juice and pumpkin, and, and you could taste the pumpkin. Oh, it was great. See, that's my that's why fall's my favorite time because pumpkin pie, pumpkin log, pumpkin roll, anything pumpkin is oh. delicious. Pumpkin spice lattes. But if, if you see me on Untapped, every single pumpkin was... ale I have is spice ale. Spice ale. <laughs> One of the sites I go to has a sort of Photoshop. Not I wouldn't say a contest, but they just sort of you know have a thing. You know, put pumpkin spice in everything, and then and they're just putting pumpkin spice in like mace, and pumpkin spice in uh, in tampons, and stuff like that. So was... <laughs> the, the more I drink this, that's this, a little too far. Greg. The more I drink this Weyerbacher, the more it's growing on me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's I, definitely. I, like the first sip was a shock. The but, first sip kind of pushed me away, and I, I wrote a little bit down, and now I changed it because it's definitely great. Yeah, definitely getting. I mean, we came off a, a pretty different beer, right? Yeah, so, and it takes a little bit of time to get accustomed to the alcohol level in the beer. But yeah, now that it's custom, it doesn't taste too boozy. It's yeah. not hot, and you know, I'm not feeling doesn't that. feel like paint thinner, right? Yeah. Not at all, and. Um, I'm getting more of like a maltiness. It, it's it's interesting how the aroma has all that sweet candy and flower, and the flavor has that woody. Mm-hmm. Yeah, where's component. the Belgian component in the flavor? It's it's kind of getting lost amidst all the sort of woodiness mm-hmm. and. Um, and I think it's there. I think it's providing some of the. I think it's providing some of that woodiness right it's taking a roast type flavor adding some fruity esters to it and it's bringing it a little lighter a little more a little more aromatic you know go from you know chocolate roast or something like that and then imagine putting in a little bit of flour to it right flowers and imagine where it could travel towards an aromatic wood okay so let me then but let's try to do a thought experiment. How do you think this beer might taste if it was just using a sort of normal ale yeast? I think it would definitely be more roasty. I think that it would be... I mean, it would be a lot more straight-up Imperial Stout, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think... I think it would lose the woody character. Um, the aroma... We know where the aroma would go. The aroma would be... Mm-hmm. The booziness would be very apparent... The roastiness would come through. Um, yeah, I, I'm enjoying this beer a lot. I, I don't want to, you know, speculate too much on what. what I just it would think be it's interesting, as like I said, a thought experiment. Yeah. Um, but I do think the the Belgian yeast is 
is modifying the flavor. It's not making it taste like uh, Trappist beer or right, anything yeah. like that. But I think it is providing a lot of what we've been talking about. Yeah, so. this is not like, yeah, it, it doesn't quite, you know, go into that area of like a quad where you get all those interesting... Well, you mentioned plum earlier, right? I said figs. Figs, okay. And actually, now with my last couple of sips, I'm getting to that place. I'm Maybe you planted it into my mind when you said quad, but that last sip I took was a lot more... Plumish. Plumish. It was a lot more ripe, really ripe pear. You mm-hmm. know, I was getting a lot more of that, so... Maybe, also, maybe, it needs to, maybe it needed to warm up in order I also to drank it. it was, I thought I was going to be able to finish that off in one sip, so I took a, a large sip quick, right? You know, and sometimes you, we notice how velocity of the sip changes the flavors, and that fast sip gave me a lot more of that dark fruit. Yeah, I think you're right, because it had, it, there was less of it, so it was easier to warm it up. Mm-hmm. And so it got warm pretty quickly, and as it warmed up, some of those fruitier things the fruitier esters came out and that's where definitely the belgian yeast comes in mm-hmm. yeah all right next uh do you have a preference Mm-mm. i'll just grab the one that's closest then jess favorite brewery <laughs> <laughs> i do not dislike this brewery no i, I know you don't it's skeptical just, of the you, you had a yeah you had a weird thing about them at first but that's all gone because they've impressed consistently yes. I would say Clown Shoes Blaycorn Unidragon Russian Imperial Stout <clears throat> so they say on their site what should we call our Russian Imperial Stout Black Unicorn Soul Dragon nah let's combine them and create the ultimate mythical creature Blaycorn Unidragon okay <laughs> it's an awesome mythical creature. Twelve point five percent. Next time you're DMing, you guys, you can have them play yes. the the Blaycorn Unit Dragon. Blaycorn Unit Dragon. That has to be on your. I've been going through D and D withdrawal. Just saying. <laughs> <laughs> you haven't done D and D in what? Two months since the beginning of the semester. Yeah. Dude, I mean, I'm, I'm getting ready for my graduate's audition, so it's like killing me. Oh, this one's only 12.5% ABV. That's it. Uh, Clown Shoes looks like they make their beer at Mercury Brewing Company in Ipswich, Massachusetts. So they don't own their own building. They just lease fermenter space. But nothing wrong with that. How dare you hit my microphone? (laughs) (laughs) The aroma on this one's a lot mild. Like, very mild compared to... Yeah, like it's tiny. Yeah, yeah. It, it's not. Well, it's, it's not, not as, as volatile. Yeah, it's definitely more subtle. Yeah. First thing I noticed when I smelled it is that it's very hoppy. It's kind of like a yes. Columbus type hops. It's, right. Right. It's a more grassy, earthy hop. It's not hoppy like um, grapefruit or anything like that. But mm. I mean, it is significantly hoppy. I, that definitely comes through. I think you're right. I, I would say you're you're probably smack right on with the hops. They don't tell me, but uh, well, they say aggressive American hops. So Columbus is probably not one of those that they would consider aggressive American. But I smell Columbus. Mm-hmm. You know, I smell like you said that sort of grassy, slight, slightly towards orange. Yeah, I mean, I think there's a bit of, of pine note in yeah. there too. 
So don't, first, don't smell any Dord. We haven't told you what Dord is. <laughs> we made up our own mm. word to describe a hop aroma. Sorry, right. the last time I was here, I made up my an own, my own word, yeah. and I used it already today. The smooth cality. <laughs> the smooth cality. Didn't you guys name the episode? We after named that? the episode yeah. smooth cality because it's a great made up word. It's really kind of a portmanteau, but still. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so yeah, now that I've swirled it, what I'm smelling more than just the hops. I'm getting some roast, some, let's see. I'm going to put a word on that. Give me a sec. And that word is not doored. Come on, Nick, say something. I'm getting a bit of like a caramel from this one, but it, usually I mix that in with like the roasty malt kind of thing that you get from an imperial. Yeah, I'm with you. I'm I, with I you. think so. I, right before you said caramel, I was thinking, huh, this has uh, a chocolatey and not chocolate malt, but like a chocolatey, almost like the voodoo donut. I got a bit yeah, of that yeah. out of it, yeah. right? I usually do that a lot with like I mix in like anytime I smell a sort of chocolatey malt, I'm usually instantly that caramel is there. The bit of vanilla, which apparently is in all chocolate. Well, it's not in all chocolate, because you get, like, a pure chocolate bar or something that's just chocolate. Yeah. But when chocolate has... Like milk chocolate? Well, certainly milk chocolate, yeah. absolutely. But I drink... I mean, I eat dark chocolate. Any Anytime it's not a pure chocolate bar, you know, they put some flavorings in it, and the number one is always mm. vanilla. Good to know. But yeah, I'm getting that strong... I get that little bit of pine from you. I I agree with that one. But like a maple kind of scent. Okay. I don't know if anyone else is getting that. That could be me just looking well, too far I just moved it, on but... to the flavor. Hoppy and, and then roasty. So the hops, I think, are a lot more pine, piney, pine needly. Probably Chinook, wouldn't you say? Yeah, it could, could be. The hops are a lot more pine needly in the flavor. And, you know, I'm thinking about this pine forest, right, when you say mapley, Nick. You know, so I'm kind of drawing a a line that way and like oh, i can kind of see how that goes mm-hmm. um it's not a very strong line but i i you know i was i was standing in the middle of pine forest when you said it so yeah, yeah. sap resin same yeah. time sort of thing yeah that's yeah. probably what i was mixing into it regardless i, I think that the yeah in, in flavor you get this it, you you definitely get this upfront hoppy and like jeff said piney thing and it, it tastes to me like chinook i think it's gonna take a couple sips before we actually taste yeah. more than just the hops right but then a roastiness comes later i, I feel like it? Uh, yeah a, a little bit of a this? sorry uh, sorry a little bit of a um kind of charcoal here i'll just turn nick down so he can't interrupt <laughs> you <laughs> what i was gonna say is that uh uh I'm sorry. The Weyerbacher had what 11.5 percent alcohol. <laughs> Not funny, Jeff. <laughs> I know it was funny once. It was funny once. You got to do it like eight more times. We're going to funny again. <laughs> the Weyerbacher was 11.5 percent alcohol. Uh, yes, yeah. this and is this is also 11. 12. 12. 12.5. Well, I don't taste. Yeah, I know. It's not as strong. It's, it's hiding it. It's very, very. Some, some some beers are really boozy. Other ones aren't. Right. And yeah. You know, we we call these ones dangerous beers, right? Oh yeah, <laughs> <laughs> you don't know what you're consuming. Yeah, because I I can't even like I mean I can taste it there, but it's not drying my mouth a little bit. Like right. I can take a bigger gulp of this one; it goes down very easy. I, I think the hops are sort of instrumental in hiding the alcohol because that 
that sort of volatile bit and sort of hotness gets kind of clouded with the bitterness and mm-hmm. you lose that sense. Because mm-hmm. I feel like it would be there if it wasn't this hoppy. I feel like you definitely taste the alcohol. I wish I could get a little more into the maltiness and the roast. I think the hops are kind of dominating the flavor here. And it's not really what I love the taste in Imperial Stouts. It's not. It's certainly not traditional. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's, it's it's very West Coasty in its approach. And I, I also would have preferred, if you're going to go this hoppy, have be more of a bouquet as opposed to sort of a kind of dank... Um, mm-hmm resiny pine quality to it yeah it doesn't seem like the the pine forest really goes great with stout with imperial stout mm-hmm. right with this with the strong roasty creamy stout yeah i mean i feel like there's a good beer under those hops but maybe it just needs a, a different different set the, uh, of circumstances in order to bring it No, I actually this, am this able to taste... I'm tasting more of what I wanted to get past the hops for, and I'm finally there. And, you know, when you look at Imperial Stouts, there's there's ones with very full bodies and lots of malt. There's thinner ones that are just roasty mm-hmm. and kind of hard to explain. But this one almost has kind of a Baltic-type character. Right? Yes, I was, gonna, thinner, I was thinking in my mind Baltic as you were saying you know, that. A thinner body... Um, how do else do I want to describe that? Uh, almost like, and I, I'm, not, I'm not saying this to make any comments on what the brewer did or did not add to the beer, but it almost tastes like there's a little bit of adjunct in there, a little bit of corn sugar or something like that to kind of boost the alcohol without adding much body. You know, that's that's like not, think think of like a Baltica or something like that. That's right? exactly the opposite of what I'm having of tasting. Really, to be honest with you, I mean, okay. to me, it's it's creamy and full body and. Uh, and it has a, a certain roasty quality that I attribute to the the Baltic types of stouts. Uh, it's just overwhelmed by the hops. But that's, I mean, two people can have different opinions. Nick? So I'm getting the, the real strong hops over it, and I can see where you're coming from, where it's kind of putting something in it to overpower it and kind of take over on it. But um, I, I enjoy the flavor of very powerful hops, so I, I like that. But um, oh, to be young again. <laughs> <laughs> no, I had a double IPA for lunch, and it was no, delicious. It, you know, just not my imperial stout. That's all. Yeah, a liquid lunch. Huh? I mean, I, I I definitely understand where you're coming from. I mean, when when you get an imperial stout, you expect it to be a little bit more modest, if that's a word I could use a term for it. Well, I mean, I think you expect it to be a little bit more on the rosy side. You expect it to be sweeter. And... Yeah, this one's definitely not. This one's kind of. Yeah. This is not to be a pun on anything else, but this is kind of like a rogue a little bit. Where it's like <laughs> sticking out. Well, it's, a it's a West Coast. It, it's, yeah, it's, it's, it's a West not Coasty beer. It, meaning to compare, yeah. but you know what I mean, where it's kind of a little bit different. The style and, is, is definitely more on, on the West Coast. Yeah, side. and I. I throw hops into it. Definitely and, enjoy it. And, and bring it out like that. But. It's 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 decent, but yeah, I I prefer an imperial stout that really accentuates the malt, that really you know celebrates that factor, because there are plenty of beers that celebrate 
hops. And there are lots of styles that celebrate hops. But an imperial stout, a Russian imperial stout in particular, is something that is there to sort of celebrate the malt. And while I agree you can you can twist that, you can play on that if you want to, to take it this far and to turn it into almost uh, a supercharged black IPA is a little bit going mm-hmm. over the top. Right. Supercharged black IPA, I think, might actually be uh, a double black IPA might be a more accurate mm-hmm. uh, category for this beer yeah. than Imperial Stout. Yeah. I think weirdly, you could probably construct an imperial stout with a lot of hops and turn it into a black IPA. But that just mm-hmm. show you how shows you how nebulous a category black right. IPA actually right. is. Right. Yeah, I, I I totally agree. So we, uh, damn it, <laughs> he is the worst segue guy. I did it great last ever. week. I did yes, it great I last week, so it, it you know. But anyway, one out of a hundred. Hey, our sponsor. I'm getting better. <laughs> hey, music. There we go. So, what is this, Nick? This is a uh, chromosome by Mike Stern, uh, composed, I believe, 1986 or 1988. I could be wrong on the one of those two years. Uh, Funky, bouncy sax. Funky, bouncy sax. Mike Stern is a guitar player. Um, Who is, it should have in the details who's playing uh, saxophone. I'm not quite sure. Walking all over the place. You heard the music, you know what that's about, and that just means it's the commercial time. Wrecker? Okay. I mean, yeah, I don't don't know. I knew it had it in the details. Sorry. I didn't mean to interrupt our our money making. Our our shilling for (laughs) for money. (laughs) I'll just be back there (laughs) grooving while you guys do your bit. Uh, so, Nick, if you ever wanted to shop on Amazon.com... I shop there all the time. Well, then the best way to do it is to not go to Amazon.com. No, go to Amazon.com slash... No. No. no, no, um, no so no. it's so wrong. <laughs> Craftbeerradio.com slash, slash Amazon. Amazon. That is go. the best way to get to Amazon.com. Not only does some of what you put into it not go to Jeff Bezos, but come to us... But it also gets you faster shipping and better tactical support. That may not be true, but I'm going to say it anyway. <laughs> you know what? This song totally You get free two-day shipping with a Prime account. Right? Yeah? Yes. And Buy your Prime with ours, too? Yeah, yeah. Uh, craftbeerradio.com slash Amazon. Craftbeerradio.com slash Amazon. Craftbeerradio.com slash Amazon. That's all you gotta do. Right when it goes to the and, guitar solo. And, um... Thank you, everyone who has used the link. Um, it's been a pretty good year. <laughs> All right, so our potentially last beer of the night is a beer that we brought back from D.C. Mm-hmm. This is a beer that we picked up at from one of the salons in the Saver, and this is from Revolution Brewing Company. And the beer... I'm not positive on how to pronounce the beer's name, because... I think I know exactly how to pronounce the beer's name. Do you? Death Star. But... The brewer's Josh Deeth, and it's spelled Deeth, D-E-T-H. Oh, but I think it's, it's, but if you look at it, and you, I mean, well, if you didn't know that. Right. Yeah. So I'm not sure if it's Death Star or, or Deeth Star. Deeth. Well, there's a space. D-E-T-H apostrophe S. Deeth Star. Deeth Star or I'm going to guess probably the second one. Deeth Star. 
just so it's Josh Deeth. We know that. We just don't but, know how. But clearly, is. it's going off of Death Star. I mean, yes. it, it clearly, yeah, it's oh, playing yeah, off but of that. I'm gonna say Death Star. If you saw this in a bar, you saw this, let's say, you on a TV, the Death Star. I would and, say Death Star. Yeah, but knowing the company's name, I'm gonna say it's definitely playing off of his name. So Death Star, Death Tar, or whatever. Deeths. Tar. Deeths. The Imperial anyway. Town aged in bourbon barrels and named after our exalted leader, Emperor Deeth. <laughs> okay. It's a Russian Imperial oatmeal stout with a host of specialty malts, flaked oats, oat malt, and Dark Baker's chocolate, fresh brewed coffee, and caramel candy. Warrior is the main bittering hop. English Fuggle in the Whirlpool. And 11.4% alcohol by volume, 40 IVUs. Smell this thing, man. <laughs> it's barely delicious. Wow. Ooh. So, I mean, you That's get... almost, but not quite, next level bonkers. <laughs> <laughs> it's sort of same level bonkers. It's slightly elevated bonkers. Yeah. Okay, so, yeah, I mean, we just smell mountains of barrel. Lots of whiskey, lots of yeah. cinnamon, lots of vanilla. And I haven't, you know, I really don't smell anything that's beer-specific. You know, it's all barrel beer right now. Hmm. And it'll probably evolve here. The temperature of the Death Star is at 60.2 degrees Fahrenheit. Or 15.7 Celsius. <laughs> the temperature of the Death Star, Commander. <laughs> it's, it has an apostrophe. It's definitely Death Star. Yeah, yes. it's, it's definitely Death Star, it's, it, but it's it's a play on... The ball. Okay, guys, we, we've beat this horse. <laughs> we've beat this horse. We Let's keep just... doing it. <laughs> I don't want to. Yeah, stout Asian bourbon barrels. Uh... <clears throat> Dude has a tattoo on his arm. Oh my god, it's a tattoo. <laughs> Alright, so I'm trying to pull something more than mm, barrel out of the aroma. I'm not sure I'm going to get behind the barrel though. As it warms, it's getting more boozy. Yes. Yeah, there's a lot of barrel in there. There's just, it's like, okay, oaky, char, barrel. V- vanilla, cinnamon. Mm-hmm. I thought I had a brief whiff of pear, but I really couldn't go back and, ver- and, and verify that. Eh, I mean, there's so many aromas, right? Yeah. I mean, but, you know. It's so easy to confuse. I'm just putting it out there in the footnotes that, right, you know, right. for a moment I smelled pear, but I couldn't smell it the second time. It smells like Buffalo Trace or something. It smells like good whiskey. Hmm. Yeah, I moved on to taste, and I'm wow, getting that's... a lot from it. It's really, really good. Yeah. I mean, it's very... Um, I was getting a lot of, like, the vanilla, the caramel chocolate taste from it, a little bit of pine. Um, it's extremely smooth. It's definitely the smoothest out of all of them tonight, except for the first one. I mean, that one was yeah. just more like candy going <laughs> into your mouth. But I, I 
I, I didn't get much from the scent, so I just kind of skipped over and went mm-hmm. straight to the taste because uh, when I was trying to pull, I couldn't really pull it's too much. You, you know, when, when a person loses their uh, sense of smell, they have a very high percentage of dying soon. So, <laughs> You know, my, my lifeline on my hand only goes like halfway through my palm. What are you so it's talking true. about? <laughs> There's a study I heard recently about... What, when you get anosmia, you, you die soon? It has, has some, it, it has a correlation with mortality, yes. <laughs> I'll Wonderful. Pull, we'll talk about pull it up and talk about it in the post. Wonderful conversation but, for the show. Uh, this is a this is what I was expecting. This is an imperial stout. This I, I'm is, just making a comment that you couldn't smell it. What? The hell no, was wrong I could with you? smell <laughs> it, but it, it was there was so much oh I couldn't God. pull out specific things. Yeah, sorry, Greg. My grandmother, who lived to be ninety-eight years old, had anosmia for thirty years. So. There's Put a, that in your sight. Outliers in every study. Outliers in every study. Anyway, yeah the uh, the the flavor just it doubles down on things like caramel toffee and toffee is probably the one because I had a question mark next to the caramel and definitely toffee was what I was looking for. That is exactly what I was looking for. I'm tasting those pears that you were talking. Are about. you? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yay. It's, it's a little validated. Yeah, I, I, I get a little bit of that stone fruit or something like that. Yeah, not stone fruit, but pears or pears or plums. It you know it, yeah. it, it, it hits those those kind of notes. A little, a little like dragon fruit actually. <laughs> Weirdly, but dragon fruit doesn't have much flavor to it, but the flavor is kind of right on. Um, Yeah, this one's firing on all cylinders, right? Yeah, There's this just is a lot to really take in. It's it's a very tasty beer. This is this is just right. The availability the, uh, of this beer is probably not very available, no. right? Because this was one of the things they did for one of the rare the tasting salons at Savor. They did this and a couple of the other barrel aged coffee stouts and what like Bean Jean, and um, we got another one. We got Bean Jean and another one in the fridge. Yeah. And I think we did one of these a couple weeks or a couple months ago. So it's this is what is aged in bourbon barrels. If I didn't mention that, um, oh, third year beer—that's the other one we have. Okay, so I mean, really, what what distinguishes this from the other one in particular is that the hops are moderated to the point where they're the bitterness is is right to combat the sweetness, so it doesn't get overly sweet. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, the hops don't dominate the flavor. So you're getting those those bourbon flavors, and you're getting those really interesting roasty flavors, and the hops are just there to kind of okay keep those in balance and not mm-hmm. go overboard. Lots of great bourbon flavor when you're tasting it. Like one of my favorite bourbons, easy to get bourbons is Buffalo Trace. Right, mm-hmm. has a big vanilla, big cinnamon flavor, and I'm tasting a profile that's very similar in this beer. And uh, so it's just putting me in a very happy place because <laughs> it's a bourbon that I really like, and I'm getting a lot uh, of those flavors I'm here. I'm so happy. I'm getting a lot of like woody, f- yeah. taste from it. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's that's the oh, you're, you're getting that's the yeah. of the barrel. You know, the oak I mean, from the barrel is coming through into this. Very delicious. Room. I know which one's number one for mm-hmm. me tonight. <laughs> <laughs> it's a good beer. Wait till you tr- wait till the beer. We're gonna let you taste in the post show. <laughs> I'll be interesting in, in this flight. <laughs> it'll be interesting to see what that's like. In this flight, not that I don't think it'll be great, but just it'll be just interesting. Is all I'm saying. Mm-hmm. 
This is the post show to find out the beer that we taste. Ooh. I mean, I have the most notes on this one, so yeah, this is, I, this I, is definitely the most enjoyable out like, of the night. This is really quite, quite good, and um, definitely sort of just what the doctor ordered when you want an imperial stout. If this is available, Death Star, Death Star, whatever you want to call it, this is this is right up my alley in terms of it, it's, it's uh, a strike. I, look, I looked to see yeah, if the bottle a, had this a per- is from DC. No, it's a uh, Chicago. <sighs> I was going to say, I'll be in Washington in, like, December. (laughs) (laughs) I've been to Revolution's Brew Pub in Chicago. It's not that hard to get to if you're in the area, but... uh, I won't be in Chicago anytime soon. I I will be in Canada this summer, so I will be trying to pull out some beers to bring back. um, This beer is fantastic, and I don't know the availability, but... uh, Damn, that's good. Very, very good. Very good. For all of you Thank you, Revolution, for letting us take the beers. Yes. And, of course, to the Brewer Association for letting us take the take beers. Take the beers. Too, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right, I, I got a topic to talk about in the post show about okay. Canadian laws and crossing we'll over. write it alcohol. down. Write it down. Yeah. So, yeah, so I'll you remember forget. it. If you're going to ask us for the laws, we don't know. <laughs> well, we need to look them up because I want to know how many beers I can bring back so then I can guest host again well i mean i don't know why you couldn't bring back as much as you wanted to it's i think it's ranking time let's not worry about canadian laws right now (laughs) all right ranking give me some ranking all right um i'm ready okay why don't you go first go ahead um i'm literally going from the end all the way back is my order so D Star, just because the absolute deliciousness of it, mm-hmm. from everything from the aroma to, well, the aroma I didn't really pull too much, but it was just the flavor of it was just so perfect as you guys described it with the Imperial Stout, and then going all the way back, uh, where are my notes are there? Clown shoes. Uh, clown shoes would be my second choice, um, and then Weyerbacher, and then Rogue Voodoo. As the least favorite of the night. I, I didn't hate it too much. Oh, thank you. I didn't hate it, but it was definitely one of the better rogues that I've had. But like you said, you're I haven't had much rogues, so mm-hmm. I can't really judge them too harshly. I think I've had three, including that okay. one. Yeah, I mean, try more rogue. Their Pac-Man yeast does have a distinctive flavor. Mm-hmm. And it does carry through a lot of their beers. Um so, I mean, that's one thing. If you're really sensitive to it, then you might find that as a, a pretty big penalty. On the same side, someone who really loves it would find that as a big... I mean, clearly they love it, so... Right. Yeah, I've been recommended yeah. Rogue multiple times, yeah. and it's just not my thing. Plus, the only Rogue I ever see at bars anymore is Dead Guy. Yeah, that's I, I don't sort of their, that's their biggest seller, I think. You know, you used, used to always be Rogue on Tap at yeah. craft beer bars in Pittsburgh. Um, it's a lot farther than farther and fewer between these days. Well, I think that I mean there's a lot more competition, well, but but also they might be they might be focusing more on lo- more local account. You know, it, it's possible, but so. but I think that the reality is that they're that Rogue had its time in in the spotlight, and it's not as as popular. Uh, uh, 
a brewery as there are some other breweries now that are sort of growing, and that's just gonna it's constantly going to be changing. Still, this is um you know they it's, still make a lot of beer. They still make a lot of beer. They still make a lot of very good beer, but there are a lot of there are a lot more breweries, mm-hmm. and there are a lot of local breweries that is cheaper to get to. The main reason I made the point yeah. was for people listening all over the country. We are in a market where rogue bottles are regularly available, but I haven't seen draft very much no, in the last couple of years. It's pretty rare. So it's pretty rare. And when I've been to bars, it's pretty rare. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right, I can rank it. So Go for it. once you get your head around the set, I mean, it's it's really pretty easy. I'm gonna put the clown shoes in last place. Uh, I just. When I'm drinking an Imperial Stout, I don't want a double black IPA, right? It, mm-hmm. it was just too hoppy. It was not what I was looking for. Um, the pininess, I mean, it was it was, it was was interesting to drink, but just not in my wheelhouse. And then in third place, I'm going to put the Rogue. Um, it's the best of the Voodoo Donuts that I've had. Um, it was pretty good, but the top two beers were better yes they're really good uh, i'm gonna put tiny in second place i really like tiny i liked it better than i thought i have not had too many belgian ipas that have really hit home you know and this belgian or i'm IPAs. sorry belgian <laughs> belgian imperial stouts i'm sorry ips's yeah i have an or bp b have you had many I-S's. i mean how many this are there is, i mean you got troubadour obscura right which is like the inf- the original okay and yeah, I've had a couple, but yeah, not a ton. But yeah, I mean, I kind of was like thinking it was a style of beer that is going to be okay, but not awesome. And I don't know if I would use awesome to describe it, but it was really good. I really liked the flowers, the candy, and the aroma, and the woodiness and the flavor. The booziness could have gone, could have gone with a little less booziness on it, but I think it was a well done beer. And then of course, Deeth Star. Death Star, um, delicious, fantastic, mm. wonderful, oh. <laughs> so good. <laughs> it truly is. I mean, it's for those fantastic. who wonder that is a that is a UNF sound, and I will explain what UNF means <laughs> in the post show. Okay, uh, my order is uh, I'm gonna. F- uh, bottom top, like Jeff did. I'm going to put the Rogue in last place. I found it to be overly sweet. I think that it needs something else to, to, to balance with. Um, the other ones didn't need other thing, anything to balance with, and so that's why I put the Rogue in last place. Uh, the third is actually going to be, for me, the Clown Shoes. I... I just I don't I don't like when it yeah like like Jeff said you know Jeff put it as fourth but I just think you know it it, it was okay as a as an imperial black IPA but it wasn't really what I was looking for and that's sort of why I put it third no, number two is gonna be the Weyerbacher the tiny is good a little boozy but uh, still very enjoyable but the Revolution was absolutely number one but you know by a considerable margin I I would say. And that's the show. And for everyone who has clued in and heard Tambourine Man in the intro, has been waiting for this for the last 53 minutes, 55 minutes, 19 seconds. Sleepy. 
<laughs> I love it. I'm so glad I chose this. <laughs> this is William Shatner's version of a Transformed yeah. Man, which he did back in like 1979, I think. Um, I can't groove as much as this. In the jingle, jangle morning. Yeah, I definitely can't groove I'll as much as Chromosome. Craft Beer Radio is released under the Creative Commons license. You can visit craftbeerradio.com for more information. If you want to contact us, you can hit us up on Twitter. <laughs> I'm sorry. I didn't want to talk over Sir William Shatner. <laughs> He's a sir now? I don't think he was knighted. In my heart, he is. <laughs> to be wondering... If you want to hit us up on Twitter, it's at Jeff Bear, at CBR Greg. Nick, are you on Twitter? Um, my Twitter got hacked, so I am not anymore. Your Twitter got hacked? They steal it? It got hacked multiple times, and I couldn't fix it. I explained it. I'll explain it again in the post show. Uh, okay. Well, Nick, Nick, uh, shut down his Facebook account. He's hacked on Twitter, so you can't get a call. Right I know. But well, his... I'm sure none of them really care to see any of my jazz could, shows you, you, or anything you like could, that. You could send him a postcard. Is a Pittsburgh <laughs> man called Please, Sweet send me Mary? postcards. He's a Pittsburgh band called Sweet Mary. I have a Pittsburgh band called Sweet Mary. I have also a Pittsburgh jazz combo called the Turnback Turntables. I am in a uh, uh, Youngstown um, pit orchestra for the Pittsburgh uh, for the Youngstown Playhouse and a few other musical things. So, all right, thanks everyone for listening to Craft Beer Radio. Oh, thank you for t- having me. I think we timed this really good. I think Will's about to scream here in a second. It's still no? jingle. It's still a little bit close. We need, we need, we need to stretch that stretch just a little bit. Just sort of lollipop that over. Sir William Shatner is not going to approve of you talking over his poetic. Well. Mr. Tambourine Man. <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Tambourine Man. Hey. Mr. Tambourine Man.